On this episode of A History of the Navy in 100 Objects, we look back on the life of an influential naval officer through the last image of him, his death mask. Claude Baraby, director of the Naval Academy Museum, has the details. Our topic today are death masks. Death masks were used primarily to uh, take some sort of image of a loved one or a revered figure and to preserve it so that the family or others would know what that individual looked like uh, afterward. Uh, we have several death masks in our collection. We don't display any now, although we did for a time a couple of years ago display on from uh, a loan agreement the death mask of Lord Horatio Nelson. And the one we're going to talk about today is the death mask of Commodore Charles Stewart. Charles Stewart was born in 1778 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He was a childhood friend of Stephen Decatur and Richard Summers and served with those two during the First Tripoli War. Uh, he and uh, Summers and Decatur and Porter and Hull became known as Preble's Boys because they were the junior officers under Commodore uh, Edward Preble when they were fighting the Barbary States. Uh, Stewart has actually one of the more illustrious careers in the United States Naval history, but nobody really knows that much about him. Uh, Stewart had become a lieutenant in 1798 in the U.S. Navy, which was unusual. He, his commission actually predates the creation of the Department of the Navy uh, by about a month or so. Uh, it was because he had already commanded a merchant ship at the age of 19. Uh, and so he goes on to serve under Commodore John Barry on the USS United States. Uh, after this, he goes on to command his first ship. He is 21 years old when he commands the experiment during the quasi-war against the French. Uh, is a lieutenant and commands Siren uh, in another ship during the first Barbary War. And in fact, would go on to command at least seven warships ranging from a small sloop to the largest ship of the line we ever built. Stewart's uh, real glory, though, came during the War of 1812. He is uh, one of the captains who proposes to the president that the United States Navy should not hole up in New York Harbor, as the Secretary of the Treasury, Albert Gallatin, had suggested. Instead, uh, he would go on to serve as commander of the USS Constellation when she is blockaded by a superior British squadron off of Norfolk. Uh, and is able to, with some very innovative methods, protect the ship from that superior squadron. In January of 1815, he is commanding the USS Constitution. And in fact, he commands the Constitution for a longer period of time than any captain in US history, uh, especially during wartime. He is, uh, when he gets underway, uh, he, he has just been married to Delia Tudor, uh, who was known as the Belle of Boston. Her father was William Tudor, who was the first judge advocate uh, general of the United States Army and had actually given George Washington his commission during the Revolutionary War. He is about to get underway and his wife says, bring back a frigate. He says, I'll bring back two. So in January of 1815, uh, he's patrolling off the coast of Africa when he receives uh, word from a German uh, merchant ship that the war had, the Treaty of Ghent had been signed. Uh, cheers erupt on the USS Constitution, and he sets them at ease, saying, uh, according to the United States Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, uh, the war is not over because a sen the Senate must ratify the treaty, and we've been given no notification that they have ratified that treaty. 
Consequently, the Constitution goes off and a few days later encounters the HMS Cyan and Levant, two British warships. He takes them on simultaneously and defeats them in a very short period. Uh, shortly thereafter that, he is on his way back. He is at anchor when another British squadron is chasing them down. They come out of the fog. Uh, Stuart orders the chains cut. Uh, the Constitution might have been lost during that engagement. Uh, it wasn't. They lost one of the ships, but he was able to take one of the ships back home as a prize. Uh, from 1817 to 1820, he would command the USS Franklin in the, in the Mediterranean and again in the Pacific from 1821 to 1824. This period is very important in terms of the United States Navy because some of the individuals serving on that ship, midshipmen and lieutenants, were David Farragut, um, Samuel DuPont, Louis Goldsboro, David Connor. So when you see the Commodores and the future admirals in both the Mexican-American War and the Civil War, you will see them as having gotten their start under Commodore Charles Stewart. In fact, he trained not only future Admiral uh, David Farragut, the head of the United States Navy, the Union Navy, he also had on board Franklin Buchanan, the, command, the admiral of the Confederate Navy. Uh, Stewart's last real command at ship was uh, after they had built the USS Pennsylvania, a 120-gun ship of the line in 1837. She uh, made it from Philadelphia Navy Yard down to Norfolk, where she would remain until the Civil War. At the outbreak of the Civil War uh, and the uh, attack on Fort Sumter, uh, just prior to that, Stewart had contacted Abraham Lincoln, uh, suggesting ways on defending the fort and resupplying it. He would resign shortly thereafter, making him one of the longest serving uh, U.S. Navy officers in our history. Stewart uh, lived on for several more years, would die at his estate in Bordentown, New Jersey in 1869. We have a number of portraits of Stewart here, uh, another, a very famous one also by Thomas Sully is at the National Portrait Gallery in, our, in uh, Washington, D.C. And this death mask represents uh, the last known image of Commodore Charles Stewart, who uh, died not as a Commodore, he died as an Admiral, because in 1862, uh, with the law that made uh, Farragut and Porter the first Admirals, Dixon Porter, uh, several uh, Commodores were made Admirals on the retired list, including Stewart, who became the senior most flag officer. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Join us at the Naval Academy Museum to learn more about the lives of other important leaders like Charles Stewart.